0: Welcome back to Real Presence Live on this beautiful day in Fargo, North Dakota. If you're listening all over our Real Presence radio network, we thank you for joining us. I'm Paul Braun, Director of Communications for the Diocese of Fargo, and I am with...
1: Janine Bitson, and I'm so grateful to be here with Paul on this beautiful sunny, sunny morning. I couldn't get any sunnier. Oh, it is beautiful.
0: (laughs) And we have with us now uh, Brady Borslin. He's the Director of Youth Ministry for the Diocese of Fargo. He's brand new. He's been at the job about four weeks now, and uh, so he's an expert. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Brady, we'd like to welcome you to Real Presence Live and also welcome you to the Diocese of Fargo. We're happy to have oh, you on thank board. Thank
2: you. Thank you, guys. It's good to be here. Uh, we've enjoyed the first month so far. Uh, it's a little different to get used to all the traffic, uh, but we've really enjoyed being in the Fargo area. Interesting, you mentioned wow. that because
0: he's not from the Fargo yeah,
1: area. And yeah, and traffic there really isn't a lot if you've lived in bigger cities. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious to hear more about yeah, you. Brady
0: is an import. We'll put him <laughs> um,
1: from a smaller town. Exactly. Tell us about yourself.
0: Tell us about your background and how you got involved in youth ministry.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, so I come. I grew up in Crookston, Minnesota. Um, most they of don't like, have
0: traffic jams there. None. No.
2: Maybe one stop later, so. Um, <laughs> But I I played a lot of sports, I wasn't really too active in the church, and it wasn't until like my college time uh, that I really started to get involved, I was invited to go to the cathedral uh, to play uh, Ultimate Frisbee, and so I I love sports, I'll play everything, Um, and so it was was a wonderful time, and I I met people that were living a life that were a lot different than what I was accustomed to, because in, you know, the athletic world, uh, there's kind of this perception, and, and then being at the church, there's just a lot of people that, you know, loved in a way that was different priest that like desired your goodness uh so that really started to stir in me some uh, some thoughts about like well maybe this is something i should look into doing Uh, so i took that into college and um, just explored and and searched uh, and kind of got to where i am now Uh, i went to nebraska for college and then after that i was called by uh, my diocesan director ray holcroft and he said like hey why don't you come to detroit lakes uh there's a youth ministry position there and so that's where I've been the last uh, nine and a half years is serving as the youth minister in Detroit Lakes, uh, not too far away from here. Was
0: that oh, for the local wonderful. parish there?
2: Yep, yep, yep. For
1: Holy yep. Rosary.
2: Yep, yep. At yeah. Holy Rosary in Detroit Lakes. Yeah. Um,
0: a lot of Fargo people are very familiar with Holy Rosary in Detroit Lakes. Yeah, yeah so are we yeah. in that parish. Uh, <laughs> in the we met summertime. a lot of them. Yeah, <laughs> the
2: the masses definitely increased in the summer. Uh, a lot of people would come over, so it was good. I got to meet a couple of them. I've I've got to see them over the years and. Um, so it's good to see them here now too. And you have a family. I do. I do. We have uh, a little boy. His name is Asher. He just—he's about twenty months. So he's getting into everything right now. So uh, you know, some days it's—it's it's a lot of fun to see just like how wild he can get. Um, we love—he <laughs> loves parks. We love bringing him to all the different parks here because in Detroit Lakes, there wasn't a whole lot of them. Uh, so he really enjoys just testing his bounds of like how dangerous can I can I be, uh, which is, which is neat. Um, I mean, we're always there in case something were to happen, like if he like has a misstep. Um, but it, it's fun to see just the courage that he has just in this these young ages. It,
1: it is really fun. I have two grandsons about the same age. They're about a month apart, and. Uh, and it is fun to watch them and their adventure and their, mm-hmm. it just their wheels turning all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a very exciting time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and
0: we do have a, a little feature of uh, Brady in our upcoming New Earth magazine for the Di- Diocese of Fargo. Those who are listening from Fargo, when you get your uh, New Earth this week, we have a little thing of, about Brady. And he can t- it, you can learn a little more about his uh, background. But what I want to talk to you about is what you have in store now for the diocese of fargo yeah you, you are replacing some big shoes i Cap- am kathy loney was with us for many years yeah and uh she had the program going and humming she decided to retire to spend more time with her grandchildren yeah, and yeah. uh we're so excited to have you on board you're you're great to have around the pastoral center oh and uh just uh what, what what do you foresee? What what are you looking at as far as uh, uh, your ministry now uh, for youth? What what do you hope to accomplish?
2: That's well, a. I mean, it's a. You're right. Big shoes to fill, Kathy. I've gotten to know Kathy if, uh, for a couple of years now through some mutual stuff and, and being on the diocesan level. Um, you know what we're going to do. Mostly is we're going to try to like empower the parishes. Uh, we're going to try to work with the local church to to build up their programs to be outlets to them to be resources for them, um, so that they can have strong ministry there. Um, I think Scott said it like strong parishes equate to like a strong diocese, and that's mm-hmm. and that's something I'm a huge advocate of, is because. Um, I've seen just how, what a strong parish can look like and how it can be transformative and there's a lot of literature out there that speaks about like when the when the adults or when the parishes uh, take ownership of youth ministry and then it really gives these kids a sense of belonging and right now like that's what our kids really need um, in a world that's kind of conflicting and dangerous how uh, they need a place to go that's safe and, and that's loving and that's I mean one of the, one of the like the simple answers of what we're going to do other than that like uh I really hope that we can start some new programs, some new initiatives, to, like maybe a couple new retreats, camps, and or um, events to get the kids stirred up. Uh, even to get some parents stirred up, too, would be great.
1: You know, you had mentioned that you were in Nebraska. Yep. And uh, I know that they have quite a, an amazing focus ministry mm-hmm. down in the Nebraska campus area. Um, are there some thoughts about how you can bring some of the concepts of focus ministry into the younger
2: mm-hmm. grades
1: with more peer-to-peer or more... I don't know. They have just such an amazing program for college students. Right, right. And so I've always thought it'd be cool if it trickled down into our parish programs
2: yeah uh so there is there's a huge shift it seems like in church where uh, like it's a lot of relational ministry in mm-hmm. discipleship um, forming the young disciples is kind of like a catchphrase or lifelong disciples um, and that would be definitely something we're going to hopefully try to do. Um, I was a, a net missionary for oh, a year. Oh, wonderful. And, um, I really support everything that they do, and they have a great mission about them. Um, where they, you know, what they don't just come, some come in and put on a retreat, but, um, you know, others stay in parishes and really help get to know these kids and help make them disciples by, you know, educating small groups. And so that's something that we're going to, hopefully try to do here to give more you know, instruction and education to the parishes, to be able to do things like that, to be able to host like, Bible studies, to be right. inviting and encouraging. So yeah, I would say it would be definitely something we're hoping to do. A dear friend of mine who is a priest uh, has
0: lamented that uh, we have already lost pretty much a generation of Catholics mm. and we need to step up our game so that we don't lose another one. Why is that important to step up our game why why are why do we need to uh, put even more of a focus maybe into youth ministry at this time?
2: you know it's that's an interesting question because there's uh, there's a guy named everett Fritz who wrote a book and and he said, like, you know we we spend, we have all of this money that we've poured into youth ministries and we have unlimited resources. And so like we have everything that's like the best for youth right now in the church. Like we have all the top speakers giving the top programs and all of that. Uh, but I think the uh, the reason that we have to step up the game um, is because if we don't, others in this oh, world will boy. like yeah. they're gonna they're gonna fill them with the misconceptions. I had a, a youth last year we were having a Bible study and, and at the end of it he's he's asking me a bunch of questions about the church and this guy's a faithful kid and, and he's just like Well like you know I have this, this and this and this and which I was told and I was like, well, Where'd you get this answer? he's like, Well I went to YouTube I was like, okay, and it was well. This guy said he was a Catholic, and mm-hmm. uh-huh. and I was like, okay, well, let me do some exploring and stuff. So everything he was saying was like, well, the Bible like really wasn't real, and that was made up, and there's so many contradictions. So the Catholic Church can't be right. So it was, so it was good. I mean, the downside is like that's what we're going to run into if we don't step up our game. Others are going to. They're going to fill our youth, and not just our youth, any anyone like with misconceptions of the church
1: yeah and and our youth are so hungry for the truth Um, i used to be youth minister at holy cross in west fargo many many moons ago and then at st joe's in moorhead Um, after that when our young family built a home in moorhead we transferred over to the river but anyway From the things that I did with youth, it was amazing. I put together a little survey, and how many of them were hungry for Catholic doctrine? Mm -hmm. I mean, they like literally wanted to know more about their sacred tradition, their Catholic faith, and that was so inspiring to me. You know, it wasn't just, you know, get together and have fun or whatever, but we mixed that service with Catholic doctrine, with, you know, I'm so happy to hear you say Bible study, yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's like it's you can have that fellowship and that fun, but to take it deeper is what these kids want. Right. They really desire this, and if you don't feed them that, then they are going to be doing their google searches mm-hmm. and and it makes it even so much more troubling because back in the days when i did it they didn't have google searches yeah. <laughs> you know now you're combating yeah. you know the social media component and mm-hmm. how how you can override that to give them the truth that's fantastic yeah
2: yeah, yeah. you know and one thing yeah, in the diocese of crookston there was a, a summer camp that has just exploded uh called saint john paul II, and there. uh staff and youth were able to let their guards down quite a bit and ask a bunch of questions which stirred a lot of curiosity that they were able to take back to their parishes and it helped them stay involved uh, throughout the year they were able to go back to their youth ministers to their dre's their priests uh, and really just ask some uh, some tough questions or even try to engage their parents a little bit Mm -hmm. uh, in getting more involved so that that's why i think it's important to step up the game is because the kids you know there's they're going to draw their parents back in
1: well and and you saying that is so important because it is very true that our kids can evangelize our adults mm-hmm. because there was a group of adults that got missed too in the whole love and hug yahweh yahweh 70s <laughs> i mean we missed some good catechism and and i'm not i'm not trying to uh, belittle anyone's education in that time, but there is a greater depth. There is a greater mystery to be unpacked mm-hmm. that uh, you just don't get when it's just pure fellowship. Right. Yeah.
0: Do you find Brady that um, when it comes to youth ministry, um, you are it? Uh, maybe, maybe not getting. Maybe these kids aren't getting what they need. The reinforcement at home and is mm. it important is it that important for the parents to be involved with their children's catechism as well
2: yeah oh for sure it's definitely important for parents to be involved um i mean we always talk about them being the primary formators of their faith um and so it, it is important that they can model uh so their kids can see like what is good it's good that they're able to pray like that's one question that i I constantly ask my youth whether in large group or in small group is you know tell me what like life looks like in your home like are you praying as a family are you you know are you devoting some time to spiritual life are you if you go on a vacation is the first thing you put on the docket like mass or church um or not and so um it, w- it was good to even conversate with parents about like how to help them because, uh, you know, unfortunately, they, I think some parents uh, somewhat could feel a little clueless because, I mean, like you said, you didn't grow up with Google. Um, and so kids are now having these, these temptations, these struggles, and parents may not be able to adequately feel mm-hmm. like they can respond to that. Right. Um, and so it is very important that uh, parents continue to search, to ask questions, to not be afraid, to, to not know an answer and seek out a priest or someone that can help guide and navigate them.
0: And the reason I asked that question, Brady, was because it, there seems to be uh, kind of an attitude among some families that, uh, and, and I, I've witnessed this, uh, you know, well, I send my kid to Wednesday night uh, catechism and and, and we, we go to Mass on Sunday. That's enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not enough, is it?
2: No, and you know, that's it's definitely something that's hard on us that work in the church. Uh, it definitely hurts our hearts when we when we see those and when we hear those uh those statements because like we don't just want to evangelize to the youth like we want the whole family involved like again that uh, that buzzword of like lifelong discipleship like we want the whole family to be invested to love jesus um and so yeah i, I wish there was you know uh, like a silver bullet answer to that to how we can to solve that problem but.
0: Well, maybe a lot of it might be time. Yeah, um, time
2: you know, is going be, to be huge. And again, two families our have example. the time, yeah. Yep.
1: I think the silver bullet answer to that is is that ultimately God is the one who right, <laughs> evangelizes. Right. Oh, yeah. God is the one. And so it's like we need to recognize that we use all the tools that we have you know, and, and we're creative in how we bring them to people. But ultimately, it has to be their hearts open mm-hmm. and saying yes to God. And so you just, you do your best to, to um, bring the good news and all its truth, beauty, and goodness, and, and the joys that, you know, and the fruits of that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's... It's just, it's a lifelong process, and we're all pilgrims on this journey, and we're all at different places, and I've got a long ways to go myself, I know. Right. And and I think that is just something that you need to be continuing to search. You need to continue to listen. You need to continue to have that critical thought process, you know, about yeah. what it is that uh, God had. You need to be able to discern, mm-hmm. you know. And then you're giving the kids the the ability, the youth to, to discern and understand how they are the church now and not the church later. And that's really huge. Right. And Paul yeah.
2: Francis talks about that quite a bit.
1: Yeah. But so,
0: your challenge uh-oh. is to make it interesting and fun for uh, what what age groups do you do you work with? You do middle school, high school. Do you do do you do college as well? Or
2: uh, yeah, I mean, part of my role is that I'm youth and young adult coordinator. So I mean, there is a young adult component to me, uh, but we haven't really worked looked into that one yet. We're more uh, looking at the youth, uh, and you know, it's a, it's a good question. You know, t- it's hard to use the word fun, uh, and I don't mean to like. Throw that one out, but I mean everything can be fun. Like Bible studies can be fun. Uh, doing like ultimate frisbee can be fun. Like everything in the church uh, can be fun because of fellowship. And so I don't want to necessarily say like all we're going to do is fun and games um, because I know that's still like surface level spirituality. Sure. Um, but I mean, there's going to be components into the to the events that we do that will be fun.
0: So how do I, as a father of a 12 year old, and my wife? Uh, convince our 12-year-old that he needs to take part in these middle school events, because he'll say, "Well, you know, is it going to be
2: fun? Are
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, my friends going to go? Is it going to be fun?" Yeah. Um,
2: you know, I used to, <laughs> I used to bribe my kids and say, "Like, well, like, if you don't have fun, I'll buy you an ice cream cone." <laughs> And to this day, I don't think I've bought one ice cream. Oh, well, that's good. Well, I think they just plumb forgot about it, too. But like, so I haven't had to buy any ice cream. But I mean, once they get there, they realize like this is a lot of fun. A life in Christ is fun. It's more than just uh, sitting in a classroom. It's it's a a lived out experience outside the walls of the church.
1: Something you're immersed in completely and solely that nothing else matters. The only thing that matters is our relationship with Christ and this world all passes, Mm -hmm. you know, but... God doesn't. So we are so grateful that you've joined us this morning, Brady. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to this side of the river. Yeah. You know, a lot Congratu- of dear friends on the other yeah. side, yeah. too. Yeah.
0: Congratulations on your new yeah. position. Again, we thank love you. having you around the pastoral center. Oh, it's a and, uh, blessing to be here. Looking forward to all the great work you're going to be doing. Oh,
2: thank you so much. Thank oh, you. Well,
1: thank you. Well, there's going to be more Real Presence Live to come. Just stay tuned with us. And on the other side of the break, we have more Real Presence Radio goodness.